Hello from Awakenai country. This is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Wacken Knights. We're going to kick off the podcast this week, putting the spotlight on our BOCES program and our BOCES students. We are uh, every year very proud to send our Knights over to uh, GV BOCES, and there's so many opportunities um, that are just so needed in our country right now. And uh, one of them is our Building Trades program. Uh, It it has produced unbelievable uh, students over the years. Um, The experience that the Building Trades uh, gets here in our region is second to none across the state. And uh, really excited to give you kind of a perspective from three of our students that participate in the program uh, about what they do. And it is incredible. So I'm going to have these guys introduce themselves first. We'll jump into some questions and uh, let's have some fun. Okay, uh, I'm Garrett Talbot. I'm a senior at Leroy. And then, yeah, I'm part of the Building Trades uh, second year class. I'm Noah Holland. And... um... I'm in 12th grade, and I have a first year in building trades. I'm McKenna Conover. I'm a junior, and I'm also a first year in building trades. So each year, the building uh, trades program basically builds a home. And it is a long-lasting list to get on this list to be a a person to have your house built. I believe at some point there was like 25-year waiting list to get on this list. Um, So last year... They did not build a house for the first time in many years because of COVID, and they tackled a pole barn um, uh, construction that they made. They're back at this same location this year, just to give you some perspective, in Alexander, uh, and now building the house uh, on this property, the same property that they did the pole barn. Um, Garrett, talk to us about you know, this program, uh, you know, what's awesome about it and how it's helping you you know, develop your skills? I mean, it's definitely, it's a hands-on program and it's, some some things are challenging, some things are like a walk through the park. Um, right now we're doing framing inside the house and that's probably like the easiest part, but starting the house when we did the joist, it's, I mean, it's a little scary because you're afraid you're going to fall, but then you're like, you got to bring the beams across the house and just get that all together. Um, last year was definitely challenging because of covid and then wearing masks and then when we're out there during winter so it's like freezing out so our masks are getting all wet and like just sticking to our face while we're trying to build it it's a hassle but i mean we got through it and it wasn't bad so and uh you know no i mean like you you come onto the scene um you know your first year in the class and you know the bus takes you to alexander you get off the bus and it's like hey you're building a house, you know, like, like, it's not like you're coming in and reading a book or, you know, like doing a, a problem, like you're building a home. I mean, how cool is that? And being a first year guy in the program, you know, you walk on, there's a foundation and, and then a bunch of supplies. I mean, how is this going for you as a first year? Right now, it's pretty like interesting because I never thought I'd ever help like someone actually build their house. Like, just being part of it is pretty, pretty neat to learn. And to like learn all the stuff about doing what is where at these house at this house of like how it's built up and everything is pretty neat to learn. So many aspects of the job. I mean, and, and, and that's what's cool is that these guys get, you know, an experience unlike any other because they're gonna be, you know, pushed into so many elements, you know, to, to build that. And McKenna, 
you know, talk about kind of what your favorite, you know, part of of this of this build is, kind of what you lean towards, what skills you really have developed and that you really like doing. So pretty much what I've been doing so far is I was on cut crew for the first couple of weeks. And then as soon as we got the deck going, I was up on the deck. So I learned how to install subflooring and I've learned how to put up walls. Right now I'm learning how to level all of the walls, make sure everything's nice and plumb and square. And so it's just, it's been a really good experience getting to learn how to do all of this. Because I mean, you start as the little guy and end up up on the deck with all the seniors as a junior. Yeah. And that, and, and that's pretty cool. And I think... You know, for you, um, when, when when you're doing those jobs, I mean, talk about the pride that this this group, your class, the students take in making this a perfect home for, you know, for the, the customer, so to say. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, everybody has to be like spot on with measurements and where everything is supposed to go. It's got to be spot on. And if it's not spot on, it will be spot on by the end of the day or else we hear about it. <laughs> Now, speaking of hearing it, let's, let's, you know, Garrett, give us a perspective of just how cool your teachers are. Like, like, like throw, throw out the names and just talk about like what they bring. I mean, these guys are like high octane, um, you know, they don't mess around and they have done this so many times. It is impressive to watch. Yeah. So last year there were three um, teachers. We had Mr. Odisi, Mr. Hennahan, and Mr. D. Um, so, and then Mr. D over the summer did get a different job, so he's not with us anymore. So it's just the two, but I mean, just the two is more than enough. And then, um, Mr. Odisi's, he's very good at what he does. And I mean, he tells us all the time that he doesn't put a tool pouch on because if he does, he'll just do it for us. So he, he's good at what he does. He's fast at what he does and he's definitely a good teacher. And then Mr. H, uh, he more or less does the teaching part of it. He shows us like or he more or less works with the first years while Radici works with the second years because Radici's faster. And then so Mr. H will just like, he'll walk you through it, tell you what to do. Um, and then he'll get a group going on one thing and then another group on one thing. And all of us are split up into different groups to do, uh, to like acquire more by the end of the day or reach our goal. Um, and then definitely like after last year, my favorite part of the program is well, when the year started last year, like when we first got to like where the, we were building the pole barn, it would just look like a bunch of like pieces of wood. And then at the end of the year, and then you just see like what you built and it's cool once it all comes together. Yeah. I can't wait for you to experience like the open house at the end of the year, because that's when I, you know, come on scene and get to see this. You guys give a tour to Mrs. Lowe and myself and whoever else, you know, and your family members that show up. And that's a pretty cool day. I've experienced it many times when and I built that. Yeah, I built that. Like, it's incredible, you know. So yeah. um, talk about, like, what skill you're leaning towards, you know, like what part of, of, of the build, you know, is something that, like, man, I can't wait to get, do that part of it or I'm really good at this part of it. What, you know, what? where's your passion? I really like to do framing. So that's, like, the inside walls um, with, like, two-by-fours and you just – put it together and then you stand it up make sure it's level and then attach it to other walls so it's kind of like a puzzle because yep. you just make one room and then next thing you know you're like oh that's a room um and then i also like subflooring, so like floors and then ceilings and stuff that it's just in a way it's like putting a puzzle piece together and like you just add one more thing and then it's like oh that's there now it's interesting and now how about you what's your what, what do you lean towards here you know first year in i mean what what's what's kind of getting your fancy i think so far because i haven't done like a lot like ranch wise 
I think flooring and the walls are my favorite so far because I like using the hammer even though I'm not very good with it yet. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the way and putting the, the walls connecting to each other also seems yep. very like fun to do. Now, you guys are, are you on a clock to try to get the roof on? I mean, like, what, yeah. like, like, what, what, what is the race here? Like, what's your, what's your time? He wants the roof done by Halloween. Thanksgiving break. He wants it on by Thanksgiving break. Yeah. He wants it done by Halloween, <laughs> like, ready to go. And we still have to do the second floor. Yeah. Okay. So you, so you got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Now, how many, McKenna, how many uh, students are there in the afternoon and how many are a part of the morning? Do you guys know, like, the total workforce? I think the afternoon's, like, 34. Like 34 or something. And then I think the morning has, like, 40 something. The morning's something. bigger. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you got about 70-plus students coming from all over this region building this house um, and working really hard at it. And, again, they show up and the foundation's done and they do the rest. And, and, it, and it's an impressive uh, process. Um, and kind of talk about just kind of like working with the other students, working with the other, you know, you know, uh, schools that are there. How, how is teamwork, listening, collaboration, like how important is that? It's really important. And like I've, I've gained a lot of bonds with people from other schools and you go through and you're like the first day nobody talks to each other. And then by the time the house is being built, you know most of the people's names and you're like, hey, can you go grab that? And it's about cooperation. Like, if you're not willing to cooperate with each other, it's not going to work. Garrett, uh, you guys had a, a little tragic accident uh, that thankfully no one was injured in. Um, and and the bus kind of had a little situation going there. So you guys travel to BOCES and then you go to the house. Yep. Um, you know, talk about just kind of how, you know, that happened. I, it, it was in the news. A lot of people know about it. Um, you know, but it was well handled by all the people. I mean, what was your experience about with that? I mean, we were on our way from Bosey's to the house and, uh, I mean, at first it was definitely scary because it was like, what's going on? Um, especially cause like, at least for me, when I'm on the bus, normally I'm like relaxed and I'm just like sitting there just waiting for us to get where we got to go. Um, so it, it was, it definitely surprised me. And then once we, uh, all of us got off the bus, we, uh, got onto a different bus to sit down until paramedics arrived and then we all had to get our names done and then we all if anybody needed checking up on they got checked up on um I think only one kid did get hurt and it was just his knee so that was we got lucky that that's all that happened and then um after that happened we just sat there basically until they got the bus that crashed um towed away and then until we can get another bus to come to pick us all up and then we just went back to Bosey's and once we got back to BOCES, we had the principal or the assistant principal talk to us there, and then our teacher like talked to us about um, like just like health, and then oh, and the nurse came in too to talk about like even if we aren't in pain right now, uh, we should watch out for the next couple of days because it's normal for something to get sore like later on. Sure. So. Well, we really want to thank all the adults that helped you guys be safe, work through this, and uh, really took good care of you guys. And really just want to give a kudos to all the GV BOCES staff and all the people that were a part of, you know, helping this. This accident, which it was an accident, and, uh, you know, our bus driver, the bus driver did a great job, you know, handling the bus, getting it off the road, not, you know, colliding with another car. Um, and it was just, you know, all hands on deck to make that work. Uh, Noah, talk to us about kind of... You know, you, you know, you're a couple months in here. Could you see yourself doing this for the rest of your life? Is this something that's kind of like gotten you, got you excited for a potential career? 
I think so, um, because I was thinking about doing this, like some either health or this, like learning the trades of building houses and stuff. And I have some family members who have done it. So like, it's very good to, I have people to go to, to learn what I'm doing. And is, is there one skill that like, you're there, you're seeing your teachers, you're seeing all the equipment. Is there one skill that like, man, I, I really want to like master that. I think I want to master roofing because I've done that before. Nice. McKenna, how about you? I mean, is this, you know, you're, you're saying you're already up with the seniors. Is this something you can see yourself doing or using or applying these skills uh, or practices into a career? Yeah, absolutely. This is pretty much exactly what I want to be able to do in the future. And is, you know, what would be the one skill that like you just really want to, you know, master come out of this with you know over the two years you know of of the experience with i'm not 100 percent sure there's one skill that i really want to hone in on i would like to be able to go to a site and be like i can build this house with no external company like i want to be able to go in and be like i can build this house for you that's awesome and last question garrett you know when you're there working with this team you guys already built the you know last year did the pole barn you know, talk about the importance of the build with the customer. Like how important it is for you guys to, you know, deliver them a great product, work with them during the process, and just make sure that they're getting the best possible house that they can get. Uh, so last year with the barn, um, the the barn's like, it, uh, it's like a minute walk away from their house. So every once in a while, the owner would come over and he would talk to our teachers and Really, like, he was a super nice and, like, calm guy. He, like, no complaints at all. Like, I don't think we had to change anything. Uh, I think they were just excited to get what they were getting. Um, so that was good. And then for the house, same thing. I've seen him come over a couple of times, and he'll talk to our teacher. I think he's just interested in it more than he is to necessarily, like, complain about what yeah. we're doing. Uh, and then also, I mean, with this, uh, all they have to buy is the lumber. They don't have to pay for labor. So we saved them a lot of money by doing that too. So like, cause like last year they uh, they bought us pizza for Christmas for mm. uh, like a Christmas party since they don't pay for our labor. Sure. So I mean that was good, and then uh, just I mean they seem like nice people, and they seem just be happy to have us there. So yeah, it's gotta be cool to know that you you know your house is being built by seventy students learning a trade, doing something unique, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate you taking time being on the podcast. Uh, we can't wait to come out and see some progress of this. And obviously coming at the end, your teachers do an unbelievable job of some cookout barbecue on that day historically. So, you know, they'll plug out to those guys and want to thank them for everything they do to create this culture of winning for these guys and, and, and building these amazing homes. They're all around uh, the county and uh, it's just impressive, impressive program. So good luck with the rest of the build. Hopefully the weather continues to be good for you guys and you don't have a mass you know frozen to your face yeah hopefully all right next up on the podcast this week i'm excited to finish our fall sports spotlight by bringing in our girls cross country squad and i'm excited to bring two great athletes to the table here today we're going to ask some good, some questions and get behind the scenes of cross country i'll have them introduce themselves first and then we'll jump into some questions Hello, my name is Charlotte Blake, and I'm a junior. Hi, my name is Taylor Hutton, and I'm a senior. So, Taylor, senior year on the XC team. Um, you've been a part of the program for you know for many years. Uh, talk about you know 
the experience this year, uh, you guys obviously have a, a small team, um, you know, different than you've had in the past. I mean, talk about just what it's, uh, what it's like uh, competing and, and how the season has gone for you so far. Um, the season's been pretty good. It's because with the COVID and everything, it's been unique and it's a lot of like self-improvement and a lot of like reflection on like what to focus on and how you want to get better. But I'd say it's been pretty good. So, you know, one of the things over the years that's been cool watching you run is obviously every year you get better and, 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 and your time, um, you know, and your place, you know, it, it's, it's such a competitiveness out there. Talk about some of the ways that you've gotten yourself, you know, in, how you've improved yourself over the years and what you've done in practice or how you've worked with your teammates or the boys on the team, you know, to, to put yourself in the spot you're at. I think um, while it's also like, in, like it's partly about improving like your body and stuff and working out and and all that, but I think mentally it's a lot of like you cooperate and you communicate with your teammates and stuff. So this year we've been like pretty good with each other, like both teams since, you know, like it's a small girls team. So I think it's a lot about attitude as well. Can't agree more. And I think that like this sport, unlike every other sport, is it's you out there with yourself, obviously with competitors. But what is the mindset like when you're starting at the beginning of a race you get out there, you get in your little pocket, you know, you might run with the same people. Like, how do you stay focused and not like get out of where you are or, or, or lower yourself to a spot that you, you know, shouldn't be? Um, I think it's mostly about not freaking out because you know that all the people you're running with are in the same exact situation and they're wondering if they're going out too fast and they might be going out too fast. So, you know, you need to know better than the person next to you. And to be self-aware, like that everybody else is doing the same exact thing. Self-aware, I love that. That's, a, that's actually a really good way to describe that. Um, Charlotte, um, you've won five races this year. Uh, you're coming off a year last year where you won a patch. And, you know, obviously the bar's high. And you've, you know, you've kind of you've kind of taken the baton of like the leader, um, you know, the, you know the, 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 the top knight, so to say, you know, which has a long line of just great runners that we've had, you know, over the years. Talk about how you've been able to maintain success, because I think like people kind of take it for granted. Oh, yeah, Charlotte won again. Um, you know, oh, yeah, Charlotte won again. And oh, she won again last year. Like it, that's not easy. You know, so I think, you know, talk about how you how you approach, you know, this season, how you've approached it, how you've maintained the success that you have and that you're still obviously trying to get better. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely a lot of, you know, obviously like working on running and making sure that you're not taking too many days off. And then another big part is like recognizing the other really big girls out there from other schools, like your competitors, you need to like recognize who they are. And like when you're in a race with them, you're like, okay, I know I can do this and you have to try and stick with them. And it's in, what is it like running with a target on your back? You know, because obviously you know, when Leroy comes into town, you know, all the coaches are like, okay, you know, Charlotte. And, you know, they're talking about you. Um, you know, what is it like, um, you know, with that target? And how do you kind of handle that on the course? Um, you know, what's your mental, you know, fortitude, so to say, in handling that? It's definitely a little bit nerve-wracking when you hear other coaches be like, oh, you have to catch up with that girl. Um, I think it's also motivating, though, 
you're like, okay, well, I know people are a little bit intimidated. I know I can, you know, push myself further and just do the best that I can. Yeah, and I think it's 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 been cool to see kind of how you've gone because I you know if you know Charlotte, she's not a person that's going to run out on the course screaming and like you know you know boisterous and she's just you know she she just is an eddy steady person, a great athlete, a person that just you know knows you know what she needs to do and 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 does it, and it's just it's just great to see. You know, talk about you know your, your guys' success with the boys' team. You know, so Eric Schwab's won five races as well. Talk about how you guys push each other in practice. Kind of how the dynamics of that help each other. Yeah. So even though um, our team's usually pretty bigger than this, um, I think the small team definitely helps with you know the community and in races. It's honestly amazing how much we're able to cheer for each other. I think that's a big part of it. And then even though our team is smaller, it means that our practices are more like together. So we help push each other physically as well. And what is it like having you know a, a person like Taylor, you know, with you by your side and you know, like what does she bring, you know, you know, to you that helps in, in your success? Um, Taylor's amazing. We've done cross country together for so long. And it's great having another person who like, you know, knows what you're doing and we're able to practice together and warm up together and it's just good support, I think. So you guys have left this year. You have an invite coming up this weekend at Marion, I believe, and then uh, we go to the county championship and then the Section 5 championship. Now, what's u- what's unique about the Section 5 championship this year is that it's at Lashford State Park. Now, normally on a normal season, you guys have already competed on the course that you're running in the Section 5 t- championship. This year, you're only going to maybe practice there. So, Taylor, talk about kind of that, like, what does that bring a different dynamic into the championship and how you would approach that? Um, yeah, it does. Well, being that we haven't really been there, I mean, a lot of people have been to Lutchworth State Park, but so the only thing we really could um, look, f- like, ahead about is about how flat or hilly or, like, how, you know, like, what kind of course it's going to be, so... We've been focusing on what it's mainly going to be about, which is a flatter, faster course. So all of our workouts have been centered around that. We've been planning months in advance for this. So it's not very like we have no idea what we're doing when we go into it because we've been planning for months over this. Yeah, and I think you're obviously, you know, Charlotte, most likely going down to do a practice there as well. And talk about the difference of you know, competing in a championship where it is a flat speed course compared to one that would be, you know, hilly. Yeah, you know, it's a lot different. I think in flatter courses, people definitely get to get out faster. So you have to keep that in mind. Um, And then usually in hillier courses, you have to keep in mind, oh, who, who athletes, you know, practice on hills. So it's a little bit different because everybody races on flat courses. So everybody has usually the same potential. Yeah, and I think it'll be a you know it's it'll be a beautiful time to be in Lester State Park uh, that time of the year, and um, and it's not too far from here, so you know we don't have to travel too far. Um, Charlotte, talk about you know going and approaching you know the sectional championship, and you know last year there was no states, um, you know now this year states are back, and you know you have the opportunity to qualify and go back there, which you did two years ago back when we had sec- when we had the states. Uh, talk about what you're kind of eyeing and kind of what the goals are for yourself and, and what that would make, you know, what it would mean to you to go back to States. Um, if I were to go back to States, it would definitely mean a lot. I think it would be, like, very nostalgic, obviously. And 
I think it's definitely a lot different this year, the sectionals, because last year it was kind of like blindsided. You didn't really know what was happening. And then this year, um, there's a lot of new girls and new competition. So it's, I definitely be on top of my feet and, you know, get out there and race. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, the, the thing about when you run in November is like you can run in November where it's like frozen tundra and but you could also run on a, on a november day where it's warm taylor talk about the differences of like how do you guys handle the elements which you have no control over you know on what that day is going to be so you've seen bunch of mud this year you know at, at, at an invite you've seen hot warm days you've had a little rain i mean like how does that hand like how do you guys like manage that and handle that um, I think the most important thing is warming up properly and getting like stretches in because whether it's cold or hot, you need to make sure that your, uh, your body is ready to perform. And especially if it is cold that you don't want like a cramp or you don't want to strain one of your muscles and you didn't warm it up properly. Um, and then next up would probably be making sure that you got as much water in your system and food and, and all of that prior to racing so that you have something to run on no matter what i think it, you just have to know ahead of time mm -hmm. what the weather's going to be but for the most part it's basically the same so uh charlotte like as far as like do you if it's really cold or if it's really hot are you wearing the exact same uniform regardless or do you make any modifications as far as like layering or what you would wear if it's like a freezing day you know compared to a, a warm day yeah, um, I usually prefer to just wear the same uniform no matter what. I remember at Plattsburgh I ran in leggings and I definitely did not like it. But obviously everyone's different. Um, but definitely if it's you know colder, you want to be wearing your warm ups no matter what. And if it's warmer, you don't want to have too much heat. So. So we got to the point of the podcast where I'm going to ask you some fun questions. You both have to answer the, you know, not the same uh, way, but just each, each question the same. So first question, I've been asking all the fall uh, sport athletes the same ones. Uh, okay, so if I gave you a gift card that you can take and eat at any restaurant in this town, western New York, the world, what gift card would you say, Mr. McCardle, you need to buy me this spot? And then what are you going to eat there? Oh, Tough question. I know I would probably go to Panera. <laughs> I love Panera. And I would definitely eat. They have this really good, like, veggie sandwich. And, um, yeah, that's what okay. I'm Okay. I think someone else actually has answered that, too. We have a lot of Panera <laughs> fans here. So. Well, no, exactly. I was thinking about Panera, too, but I like the, los the lobster bisque. Ooh. I, I don't know why. Okay. Um, so, and I like their soups. I like their soups a so lot. So is that your answer? So yes. you're going Panera? Yes. Well, okay. I was thinking about that. That's why I looked at her and I was like, oh. So, so we got to get Coach Al to get the boss to Panera here. Let's go. Okay, so now a follow-up question to that question. You can now choose any guest to take with you. So it could be a person dead alive, famous, non-famous, you know, we could go family member, but I think that's a boring answer because, then, you know, just an asterisk. Listen, if they don't pick your mom, no problem. But who would you pick? Any person, you know, dead or alive, anywhere in the world, famous or not? Oh, gosh. That's a tough one. I would probably pick, I feel like I would pick Simone Biles. Yes. I feel like she's a really good, um, you know, person to look up to. And I think it would be cool talking to her and seeing how... 
So that's the second time that she's been picked. So, you know, yeah. So we need, you know, Biles, we need you and your team here. We got the Knights want to take you out to dinner. All right, Taylor, how about you? I have no clue. All right, think about it. We can come back. Yeah. All right. Um, All-time favorite lunch meal here. So whether something that you pack for yourself uh, to come here and eat or something that you look forward to when it's on the menu. Oh, this isn't a meal. But I know for sure, like, off the top of my head immediately – the uh the broccoli uh cream soup oh, that yeah, one. Yeah, I yeah. always always if it's in the sub line I don't care I go straight for that one I dropping the soup. books and going right to the soup oh yeah okay yeah. all right that's a good choice how about I, you I feel like I still haven't moved on from nacho day in like first grade I think it's super hard to beat a good nacho day. yeah okay I like that that's respectable um your favorite running shoe brand or type of shoe like you know, if you could lace it up or you had to lace it up with what, what one type of shoe, one brand, what are you going with? I think, because um, over the years I've been trying several brands and stuff, but I don't think I've ever gone wrong with a pair of Brooks running shoes. Okay, yeah. Um, I've never done so. Brooks up until about two years ago, yeah. and I love Brooks. In like, terms of, like, I'm, I'm if you in. want a comfortable run, that's, yeah. that's one of the brands that I would go with. Maybe not for speed, but it's it's really nice to like comfortably jog in and stuff. Can't agree more. How about you, Charlotte? Um, I've been running in like the same exact style of Mizuno since like freshman year, and I I can't do any other shoe now. I think it's definitely like I need it for as a high support shoe. Okay. So I have to go with the Mizunos. Okay. Well, Mizuno, if you're watching, you got a you know I got a great runner here. You come and sponsor. All right. Last question. Uh, your all-time favorite class or teacher or both that you've that you've had here at our school. I really like my keyboarding class with Mrs. Ford. I think that was a lot of fun, and I still use it. Obviously, I think it was super helpful and it was a really fun class. Did you what, what did you get to as far as your uh, words per minute? Oh. Do you remember? I was probably one of the slower people. <laughs> probably not that good. I don't remember. I mean, nothing beats starting a class with putting, you know, with covering your your hands with boxers to oh, learn. Oh yeah, right? that's 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 pretty cool. Right. How about you, Taylor? I think going back to like, I think it might have been not a tenth grade or something. I really miss Miss Natchke's uh, oh, yeah. world. Yeah. It was it was a fun class. That's cool. Little, uh, you guys do the uh, do the kiffs on Fridays yeah. and all the cool oh, yeah. little yeah, uh, good Ms. times. Yeah, but Miss Nechki's a very like funny person to be around. It's oh, great. Yeah. yeah, she's she's all American. Well, listen, guys, thanks for taking time to be on the podcast. We wish you nothing but the best as we finish up the season, and you guys are just great nights representing our school. So good luck, and hopefully the weather cooperates with us. <laughs> All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm really excited to put the spotlight on one of our music students that um, is has made it basically almost all the way to what you would be the athletic equivalent of making it to the state championship, um, and that is called Allstate. And Allstate is a... Um, it's kind of a competition of the best musicians across the state where they have to audition um, in the spring to uh, get in and be selected uh, to attend the All-State, a.k.a. State Championship uh, of Music um, here in New York State. 
And over the years, we've been fortunate enough to have some students make it, uh, whether it's been in band or in chorus. And uh, it's such an awesome, thrilling experience. And we're gonna talk about that today. So I'm gonna have uh, uh, my guest introduce herself and then we'll jump into some questions. So my name is Maureen Cliver. Uh, I'm a junior here and I am a part of just about every music thing that we offer here at the school. I'm a part of marching band, um, yearly musicals, in-school band and chorus. I take other in-school classes as well. I've done jazz band, um, knights and gals, all sorts of things. So Mo was selected as a uh, soprano too, and, um, and, and she is an alternate. So each section has alternates um, because obviously they wanna have a full uh, performance, every seat, every spot in the riser um, you know, slot. So we are just basically keeping our fingers crossed right now and awaiting the call. Um, this experience is in early December, and it's right here in Rochester, New York, downtown Rochester at Eastman Kodak Theater. So it is going to be an awesome thing, and it's great to have it back this year. Talk to us about when you got the letter, because this is really cool, because you get notified through the mail. Um, you know, it's kind of old school, but it's like unbelievable because you're waiting for that. So let's, let's just go to the letter, and then we'll, and then we'll go from there. Yes, so I first got the letter uh, mid to late August, I believe, and I got the letter first, and then about a day later, I got an email from Mrs. McLean, um, and I was just so excited and so honored, and I still am. Um, it was like I was not expecting to get chosen as an alternate at all. I did well on my solo, but I... I wasn't expecting it to happen and then boom there it was in the mail and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> like this this might actually happen so yeah it's really exciting and last year it, it's a unique situation because you know normally our you know, our students go to an go to an all or like a solo a solo fest where they're in person judged and, and and it's all in person where last year obviously covid year it was virtual, which added a whole other element to it. So let's go back to the time when you were working on selecting what you were going to do, the practicing of it, and then the actual performance of having to do it via virtual. Yes. Yeah, so it all started out at the beginning of last year in the fall when we were still like virtual. Um, I was doing all of my band and chorus lessons on Zoom, and I chose my solo on Zoom. I started learning it over Zoom lessons with Mrs. McLean, um, practicing it specifically at home um, with like a piano track off of YouTube. <laughs> and then as things started to open back up, we were able to start doing in-person lessons again. I was able to work with her in person, and then we did uh, a video recording of the solo, and um yeah it, it was we just picked a day after school I got all dressed up so that I looked formal as we normally do and I recorded the solo it took like a couple of tries to get the one that I wanted and then we sent it in and then like a month or so later I got the results back so yeah. Yeah, it, it, I'll tell you, I mean, I give you a lot of credit because I mean, it's one thing to go do the solo fest, you know, but it's another thing to have to like do this virtually, do lessons virtually, you know, perform in front of a camera, which we did with our musical obviously last year too. But I mean, it's, it's just awesome. I mean, it's a really cool experience. And just to put this in perspective, I mean, normally the selections are seniors. I mean, like it's a senior heavy performance. 
you know, there are some juniors, very minimum. Um, so how does it feel to like, you know, be here in this situation, you know, like in like, like that? It's, it's crazy. Like I, I really never expected this to happen for me. I always knew that somebody out of my grade was going to end up going to conference all state because there's so many really musically talented people in my grade. I honestly didn't think it was going to be me. So, and I mean, now that it's happening this year, not even senior year, but this year, it's, it's crazy. And I'm, I already said this, but I'm incredibly honored, yeah. honestly. So let's, let's rewind even farther back. So, you know, talk about just your love of music. You know, where did it start? What was kind of your motivation growing up? Like, you know, were you the kids singing, you know, in the bathtub? Like, like, like where did you get this music vibe? I've always loved music. I've always been singing, not like professionally with groups or anything, but just I, I always love singing. I, when I was younger, I always used to get yelled at in class because whenever I was happy, I would just start humming. And sometimes I didn't even realize. And then when I was about six, I think, like first grade, I started taking piano lessons um, because we have a piano at my house. It's my mom's, but she doesn't play that often and I wanted to learn how to play. So I started taking lessons. And then fourth grade rolls around, I joined band as a percussionist. Fifth grade rolls around, I joined chorus. And I've just been adding things in ever since. And I, I absolutely love, like, I don't know who I would be as a person if it weren't for music and specifically this music department. Like, it's such a huge part of my life. <laughs> you know, you guys are a big family. And that's, you know, in talking to any person that's a part of it, teacher, student, I mean, family is a word that comes up. I mean, you guys spend so much time together between marching band, musical, performances, you know, if you had, if you have to pick one element of music, like whether it's performing, singing, uh, playing, you know, marching band, music, like, do you have a favorite time of year? Do you have a, a, a favorite, you know, piece or, um, you know, performance that you love to give? Like, you know, like if you had to pick one, I mean, could I put you on the spot? I mean, is this, is this even a, an answerable question? I don't even know. I, I would have to think about it for a while. I feel like the whole thing, whatever I'm doing in that moment, I feel like is my favorite thing just because it's what I'm focused on. So like right now we're ramping up for Dome for championships for marching band. So I'm really excited about that. But then in a couple of months, I'll be like absolutely over the moon about musical because that'll be the thing that's happening. And really, I, I love all of it. I couldn't pick a favorite. <laughs> well, that's a good way to answer because I, I, I was assuming that's how you that's how you're going to do it. Um, <laughs> So let's jump into marching band. So marching band, you know, state championships coming up here. You know, you guys have a, an awesome show. I just love the music. I mean, music is awesome. And then we got dancing going mm -hmm. on out there. I mean, there's years where you have these huge props, these monster things. And this year we've got chairs. You know, we're bringing out wooden chairs. And, like, it's almost like you guys are the props as far as the dancing. Talk about the show, how's it, how it has evolved this year, and kind of, you know, what we're working towards here with less than two weeks to Dome. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the show this year. I can't wait until Dome. Um, so, like, we all started off, as we normally do, August with band camp. Um, we started out first day. Normally, we don't actually start learning the drill until, like, the second week of band camp. But this year, we changed it up, and we started learning drill right off the bat. Um, and so that was that was fun. And over time, we've added in different body visuals. We've changed the music a little bit, um, like cut and added certain things. Um, we changed the drill recently, so the closer drill is a little bit different. So that's something to look forward to. 
Um, the guard stuff has changed. Every, everything has been evolving into what I really do think is going to be the greatest show at Dome. <laughs> um, all of the puns that I can bring off of the name yes. of the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I love this show. Everyone in Marching Man loves this show. It's, it's fantastic, and I think that we're going to do really well. Yeah, so you guys are right now kind of like 1.4 points out of first place. Yeah. And this is one of the closest gaps that we've seen. I mean, I've been here since my ninth year. I mean, we're really tight here. Um, I mean, there's a huge reality that if you guys, you know, really perform well, you know, this week and next, you know, next week, I mean, we might be slapping, you know, a number on the trailer there. Yeah. So uh, what would it mean to you to do that? Everything. I mean, if, like, I... I am so proud of this group this year. Like the the way that we've got it set up right now, it's mostly rookies, mostly like seventh and eighth graders who haven't done it before, and just all of the work that they've been able to put in and get all all of this done and learned and memorized, and it's it's fantastic. And if if we could actually win championship, even if we don't win championships, right now we're in third place. Yeah. If we stay in third place, yeah, I would be over the moon. If we can get our way into second place because we are right there next to second place i would be over the moon and if we somehow do win championships and get first place i i don't even know what i would say like it would be incredible and obviously we're working towards first place we're working towards perfection as mr n always says um and so i'm hoping that we do but even if we don't i'm so proud of what we've done this year Talk about just the, you know, the, the musical staff. I mean, you obviously, with all the things, we have a, a lawnmower driving by, too. It's just, you know, <laughs> anything happens here in our studio, a.k.a. office. Uh, talk about just the staff. I mean, you're exposed to all of, all of our music staff, you know, through all everything that you do, which represents basically everything that we have. Um, what is it, you know, what do, them, what do they mean to you? How have they kind of influenced you? And how have they impacted, you know, kind of your journey? Yeah, I... I love all of the teachers that are part of the music department here. I mean, they have done personally so much for me over the years and through classes and extracurriculars and just like talking or doing lessons or whatever, like each and every single one of them has affected me in some incredible way. And now adding in the marching band people that I hadn't previously worked with because I was in pit before this, so I wasn't working with the drill people. Like, I'm now able to work with them, and they've added on, like, I'm so thankful that we have the music department that we have because, honestly, they've done so much for me. And I know that they've done so much for so many other people, too. I mean... There's, there's a reason why there's so many people in my grade that want to go into music education, and it's, it's because of them. It's because of what they've done for us. So I, I love them all so much. <laughs> like, yeah. Can't, I, I can't agree more. And I think, you know, what's cool about it is to see a person like yourself that, you know, clearly had a, a love for music, see that just fostered and just spread everywhere yeah. and, and, and just explode, you know, since you've been on campus here. Um, okay, so last question. If you could, if you could pick, and so I'm going to force you to, to make a pick here. If you could pick one performance that you've been a part of here, and it, it could be musical, could be a marching band, a concert, one performance that like right now is coming to your head, what is it? Where was it? What did you do? Oh, gosh. I... I don't even know. I, I feel like it would be 
Okay, I'm going to list a few things. It would either be my first dome because Mm -hmm. that's always incredible. Like, a lot of people don't know about how dome works. Like, we warm up. It's a standstill warm-up. We don't get to perform, like, practice at all. And then we just get on the bus, walk into the dome. There's this thing called the airlock yep. that we walk through. And then you're just there. And you perform. And it's, it's just insane. So that's, that's really special. And that's, that's definitely one of my favorites. And then my other favorite performances would be the musicals that I've been a part of here. Because those are always really special. And all of the time before and after that we spend as a group working on stuff. It's... Yeah. yeah, one one of those things. We'll like, allow, I can't limit it to one. I'm going to allow both of those in. <laughs> so let's just, before we close, let's just jump right into Newsies. I mean, this show is going to just knock people's socks off. Yep. I mean, I'm just going to tell people right now that you better get a ticket early because it's going to sell out three nights in a row. The talent on our stage would rival any school in New York State. Um, it's easy to say that. What 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 do you got to say about it? I'm so excited. I mean, I've I've always loved this show. This was, I remember my seventh grade year when we went on the music department Washington D.C. trip. We saw Newsies um, at a diner theater, and it was, it was like I I just absolutely loved it. I fell in love with the show. I had listened to it beforehand, but I had never seen it, and that was the first time that I saw it. And the dancing, the music, the storyline, it's incredible. And we have, like I said earlier, we have some really talented people at this school. And I feel like it's this is gonna go incredibly well. And if you don't see it, you're really gonna be missing out on something. So get your tickets. Get your tickets, <laughs> get there, mostly get there. So everyone that's listening, you know, you know, really uh, keep your fingers crossed. We're hoping to get that call between now and, yeah. you know, and, and November. We'd love to see her crack in, I mean, um, if there's ever a year to be an alternate, this is the year because there's so many, you know, things, you know, and that we don't want to bring bad mojo or will to anyone that's going to, you know, that's that's already in it. But we're just letting you know we got someone ready to go. You know, like we, <laughs> we, we are ready to go. So, Mo, thanks so much. Great having you on the podcast. Yeah, so proud of your efforts. Me. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing all the things that are going to be happening between marching band, our winter concerts. Uh, hopefully all state and musical and everything in between. So really cool stuff. Thanks for being on. We'll finish up with the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week going with Z. She took over our social media on Thursday. Great way to look through the student lens of the experience here at Awaken Night Country. She did a great job taking over our takeovers. We love doing the takeovers. Try to do them around once a month and uh, it was just great to have Z and uh, she did an outstanding job giving you a behind the scenes look of what it's like to be in Awaken Night. So props to her and, and want to thank you for following along her day and we look forward to uh, highlighting another student next month. As always, from Awaka Night Country, we thank you for tuning in uh, again this week, and we look forward to coming back right here next week in the same space. So stay tuned in, and as always from Awaka Night Country, go Knights!